are listening to a podcast from The National. I'm Nasal Wesmi. Welcome to this special edition of Beyond the Headlines. UAE ambassadors from around the world are in Abu Dhabi this week for the annual Ambassadors Forum held at the UAE Foreign Ministry. I had the honor of being joined by their excellencies Ali Al-Ahmed, UAE ambassador to Germany, Dr. Ahmed Al-Banna, UAE ambassador to India, and Dr. Ali Al-Zahiri, UAE ambassador to China. We talked about UAE foreign policy priorities such as security issues, soft power diplomacy, preparing for the Expo 2020, trade as a pillar of diplomacy, and how the year of Zayed is impacting UAE's foreign policy and outreach. It was an enlightening look into how the UAE ensures its interests abroad and further promotes international cooperation. This was our conversation. I hope you enjoy. I'm joined by Their Excellencies Ali Al-Ahmed, UAE Ambassador to Germany, Dr. Ahmed Al-Banna, the UAE Ambassador to India, and Dr. Ali Al-Zahiri, the UAE Ambassador to China. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having us here. All right, my pleasure. Uh, I'd like to start off by talking about how do each of your embassies in the respective countries promote the UAE interests? And let's start off with Germany. Well, I think when it comes to the UAE, we really have a, a story to tell. Mm. And uh, if you would start from the, the bilateral trade between Germany and the UAE, UAE today is not only the, the, the largest trade partner with, with Germany, the, it makes 30% of the entire Arab-German trade. Mm. So one-third of the entire Arab-German trade is with the UAE. That's, that's, that's a big part of, of, of our economy as well. Um, promoting the, U, the UAE in, in Germany goes in different, uh, in different aspects. The culture part is very essential for us. Uh, also, uh, I'll give you an example. Last Ramadan, hmm. we had you know, UAE about the tolerance in UAE. This is one of the key uh, messages hmm. we do. We had uh, uh, head of the Islamic Center in Germany, head of the Catholic Church in Germany, and head of the Jewish Center in Germany, and it was attended by the foreign minister, uh, the German foreign minister. Mm -hmm. And that sort of thing, you get people together under one roof, and that sort of discussion, we always uh, send positive messages uh, to Germany. We travel a lot. so I think that's the main messages we go, we get across to the German people. Speaking of uh, trade, India is a huge trade partner to the UAE. Uh, what is your take on the priorities? In that? Well, as uh, Ambassador Al-Ali said, you know, uh, most of the main things falls within the same track. And, and if we look at specifically the, uh, the bilateral uh, relationship between India and the United Arab Emirates. It goes really uh, back to thousands of years. You know, sometimes some of my readings took me back to about 3,000 years uh, ago. Uh, but then our bilateral trade, if we look at uh, uh, UAE, India, uh, India is trading partner number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the UAE. And if we look on the Indian side, UAE is trading partner number three for India. 
and that is after China and USA. Now imagine uh, the the size of China and the size of the uh, United States of America, and then number three is United Arab Emirates. So therefore, the trade part is quite important, specifically in the traditional uh, trade, uh, export, import, re-export, and, and then on top of that, oil and gas. Uh, but of course, there are many other sectors that lately we have been looked at, uh, that, that has been looked at, and we are really exploring uh, the, the different uh, uh, sectors, be it uh, IT, mm-hmm. uh, be it space, uh, be it industrial uh, manufacturing cooperation, uh, and many other uh, sectors. You can't talk about trade without talking about China. Uh, your role as ambassador in China, what is your take on the question? Uh, how do you promote your interests there? And how does the UAE uh, trade with China? And how will you likely increase that tie? Thank you so much. That's a very good question. Our relationship with the China, I would call very strategic relationship. And, uh, and unfortunately, that we are representing uh, a country as a UAE. UAE has a lot of, uh, I would say, positive, uh, solid stories to, to tell. And that's uh, really helping us to, to go and, uh, and pursue our uh, business and our assignments. When it, we talk about the giant uh, dragon, uh, that's what everybody calls uh, China, uh, nobody can uh, close an eye how China uh, uh, economy is expanding and it's uh, in very huge way and contrib- contributing uh, in the overall economy more than 30%. So the UAE is uh, considered for China is the number one partner uh, in the region uh, and we are uh, expanding and leveraging on this uh, success story we have already well established. We have an excellent relationship with our partners in uh, terms of business and also an excellent per- partnership uh, or relationship with our uh, with the leadership. So uh, we will not stop over here. Certainly, we will leverage and we'll capitalize on this uh, excellent relationship to go to a different uh, and a higher level in the in terms of relationship and business with, uh, with China. Talking about strategic, I want to carry on that subject. Yes. Uh, the, the United Arab Emirates, for the first time, signs what we call strategic dialogue uh, agreement with India. And that has put us actually on a very different track. Mm. Uh, since the historic visit, uh, the very first visit of Prime Minister Modi, and of course it was followed by two visits by His Highness uh, Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi, uh, Deputy Chief Commander of the Armed Forces, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nahyan. The first visit was in uh, 2016, uh, February. And the second visit was in January 2017 as a chief guest for India Republic Day. Since those visits, the whole relationship has Put, uh, has been put on a different track, mm. on a track of a strategic, strategic relationship. The UAE and uh, India are now able to trade to bypass the dollar. That's a huge uh, agreement that's happened just recently. Indians also form a quarter of uh, the UAE's population. 
there's a huge trade, not, not only a trade in goods and commodities, but yeah. also a cultural exchange. I just want to know in each of the respective countries, but starting with India, how important is that? And how important is tourism, for example, going to India and here in the well, UAE? Well, currency, currency swap agreement that was signed in the last visit of uh, Prime Minister Modi. And that, of course, allows two countries to deal with each other trade-wise by payments, direct payments of using the local currencies. So that is, that is you know, a very, very strong step that we have taken. Now, <clears throat> in terms of, of the trade, uh, uh, India's total trade or the bilateral trade between UAE and India reached to about $53 billion. If we go back, uh, some years back, in 1982, the total trade between India and UAE was about $182 million. Now imagine the growth between $182 million in 1982, 83, and $53 billion in the year 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. That is from one side. If we look at the Indian population living in the UAE, about 2.8, <clears throat> there is uh, remittances around 13.6 billion dollars yearly remittances by Indians, NRI, non-resident Indians, uh, from the United Arab Emirates to uh, India. Mm. Now, if we look at the tourism, we have about 1,076 flights a week between all the airports of India and the airports of UAE. So 1,076 flights a week with total capacity of about 138,000 seats per week. That tells you a lot of story. Now, aside from that, 55% of the Indians who travel outside India, they use the UAE airports. So therefore that, again, in terms of number, tells you, you know, and, and, and uh, if we look at the total Indians, uh, tourists, coming into the UAE, they exceeded 5 million in the year 2016-2017. Wow. Uh, when it comes to Germany, uh, the UAE is trying to diversify its energy resources. Germany has been a leader uh, in developing solar energy. How important is that relationship uh, in your tenure? When it comes to re renewable energy, uh, Germany was the fairest country in the entire uh, European continent which announced that by 2020, uh, they will uh, no longer use a nuclear uh, coming from, uh, energy coming from nuclear uh, power. And now that puts what they've done based on that, they have uh, invested uh, a lot of money in the renewable energy. Uh, in fact, uh, a lot of the renewable energy in Germany is, is subsidized by the government. Mm. And today, Germany have become an exporter of energy especially using the wind. Now, that by itself, uh, you know, uh, where we see other countries like in Europe, for example, like France, which is over 65% still of their energy comes from, from nuclear. Right. Um, the Germans are very, when it comes to environmental uh, issues, are very active as well. That sort of relation between the two countries, uh, we always uh, um, uh, try to benefit and benchmark some part of the German economy. Mm -hmm. It is the fourth largest uh, economy uh, in the world. What's so special about the German economy that more than 50% of it is export-based more than anything. So Germany are always in the look for a new market 
to secure the access of the import they have. Now, needless to say, when you say today made in Germany, you really mean quality. Mm -hmm. It's very important for UAE, and that's what we're working on. How do we get the culture of quality in UAE? Mm -hmm. It is not a matter of condition you put uh, you know, in front of a factory and you expect a quality. It is, uh, uh, I would say, a lifestyle, mm -hmm. a culture, a philosophy as well mm -hmm. for the Germans. And that part of, of, uh, of it, I think we can benefit a lot from Germany. Big part of diplomacy is soft power. How do you promote your country and how do you really develop friendly ties between two nations bilaterally and to promote yourself as one that's willing to engage in the international community in such a way? Visa-free travel, uh, the UAE has made leaps and bounds in that uh, regard in each of the three countries. I'd like to start off with China. I mean, visa-free travel has been announced recently. I think it was in 2017. And how does that factor into, uh, how does that trickle down in all aspects of the ties between the two countries? That uh, visa-free travel, which is uh, provided to our fellow Chinese uh, earlier during the year 2017, and uh, fortunately also for the UAE nationals, also they have been granted a visa on arrival at the start of the year 2018. Uh, certainly, this is, uh, it shows uh, how strong the tie-up and the relationship between these two countries. Having said this, uh, the UAE, among very few countries, they get exempted of visa entry to enter to China. China is very strict in terms of uh, uh, visa-free, and, uh, and UAE among the few countries. Uh, imagine, even European countries, they don't have this, and, uh, and uh, I, without naming countries, but this is, this is uh, something which is, uh, it shows how, uh, how much is UAE considered toward uh, in terms of relationship? We are very proud of this. Mm -hmm. um, how this will be translated? Certainly, this will uh, create more uh, smooth transition, more, uh, more activities in terms of not only tourism, but also in terms of business and activities. And we have been, seen, been seeing this. Imagine that uh, Chinese tourists or holidaymakers, we are talking about around 170 million people uh, travel a year. If you get very small portion of this, imagine how that would be reflected in terms of investments, in terms of expending uh, on this in our infrastructure over here. So this is very positive. And also for our fellow UAE nationals, uh, no, uh, that's even will bring them closer to come to China to just hopping in their flight without a hassle and worry about concerning visa. Mm -hmm. So these, all of these are uh, very, very positive mm -hmm. to, to look at it in terms of uh, relationship, in terms of uh, business, in terms of uh, activities overall. Uh, we are really happy with the way how things are going, and, uh, and, we, and we have to leverage on these possibilities that our, uh, of relationship. Well, with India, we've been a little bit, uh, let's say, creative in terms of um, uh, the visa uh, point. Uh, the UAE uh, unilaterally took a decision of allowing Indians who carry uh, U.S. visas and who carry U.S. green cards to be able to fly to the UAE without any prior visa and they can get their visas at the airport. 
also Indians who uh, have residencies in Europe and UK, mm. and uh, they have a visa for UK and Europe, they, they can enter the UAE without prior visa. So that was a unilateral decision taken from the part of UAE to ease off the travelers from India through the United Arab Emirates onward to either Europe or United States. Uh, the UAE has submitted a file uh, for uh, visa clearance or no visa requirements for the UAE nationals. And we hope the files has just been submitted. We hope that the Indians will look at it favorably. But, but then uh, that, uh, as I mentioned, the, uh, the, the strategic relationship from one side and then also from the other side, the strong aviation industry we have between the two countries. That is from one uh, side. Uh, if we try to link it with what we call the soft powers or soft diplomacy and uh, the, the cultural diplomacy. Uh, yesterday, actually, we had a, a very interesting session uh, during the annual uh, ambassadors uh, conference at MOFA. And we talked about cultural diplomacy. Mm. We talked about the other soft aspects and the soft diplomacy that we need to explore and we need to pay a lot of attention to. Uh, we have succeeded on many different levels and sectors in the economics, in, 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 uh, in the aviation, in the infrastructure, in the financial, in the services, in the support services, and so on. Um, uh, there has been a little bit of a slowdown in terms of looking at cultural diplomacy. So therefore, I remember uh, in 2013, 2014, we had a brainstorm session at Ministry of Foreign Affairs, mm -hmm. at MOFA, looking at what can we do to explore cultural diplomacy. Now, at that time, we've decided to use many different tools. And we, in November 2016, we participated in a very big pavilion in, uh, in the city of Kuchin, which is the city of culture. And uh, Kuchin was organizing the Binali. And you know the Binali version, the most important Binali is in uh, Venice, uh, Italy. And uh, some years back, there was a smaller version of the Binali in, uh, in, in the United Arab Emirates, in Sharjah. Uh, but in November 2016, we participated in the Kuchim Binali. And we had in the UAE pavilion more than one million visitors. So this is one of the tools and one of the aspects of soft diplomacy uh, and, and cultural diplomacy that we started in India. And there are now plans to expand on that. This is a great example of how uh, one visa-free travel uh, feeds into nothing. It's kind of a symbiotic relationship. The Schengen uh, announcement was huge. I mean, and I'm sure Germany had, uh, or your relationship, the UAE's relationship with Germany had a huge part of to do with that. Could you just shed a little light on that? The Schengen visa, I mean, today you, you're really talking UAE is the only country and the UAE citizens in the region that they are exempted uh, from Schengen. Other countries are, have been trying uh, to, uh, you know, to be exempted, but they have not been successful yet. Uh, yes, uh, it, was, it was a long, uh, I would say, uh, uh, battle to convince the Europeans why would UAE be exempted, you know, the cooperation that went uh, to between the two countries. Germany, yes, it has a major role into that, but uh, specifically speaking, that was happened 
in Brussels. Mm-hmm. That's where the EU is. And it was led by, by Ambassador Suleiman Al-Mazrouhi, who's right now he's in the, uh, our ambassador in, uh, in UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely with the support with Highness Sheikh Abdullah and His Excellency Dr. Anwar Girgash as well. And since then, we have increased, uh, we, ha- we, have, we have witnessed a huge increase of travelers to, to Germany. Mm-hmm. Today, almost 40% of travelers to Germany from the Arab countries coming from the UAE. Mm-hmm. That's, that's by itself, it tells you something. In two weeks, we will have the biggest uh, trade show in Berlin. It's an annual trade show in Berlin. Now, uh, beside, we have six... Uh, uh, travel authorities, uh, tourism authorities participate participate from the UAE, from every single emirate. Mm. In addition to that, emirates will participate, emirates airline and Etihad airline. Uh, we, we, we basically occupy one of the biggest halls. Uh, today, tourism to UAE makes almost 12% of, the enti- of our entire economy. That's by itself, it tells you something. Last year, our, our uh, tourism in UAE have reached almost 16 million uh, tourists. Uh, Germany, uh, Germans traveling to the UAE uh, is one of the largest increasing, uh, fa- fast increasing segment. About 750,000 Germans travel to the UAE. If I may, yeah. just to chip in over here, when it comes into uh, something really of uh, uh, a story to tell, that sometime in the early 90s uh, established in China uh, the Sheikh Zayed uh, Center for Teaching Chinese Arabic. And and this is uh, connected with uh, Peking University. So there have been many, many Chinese been going through this uh, center and many of them, they become, became an, a diplomat who representing China in many Arab countries. And that's contributed by the UAE uh, during the time of uh, late President uh, <coughs> Sheikh Zayed, uh, Allah Based on this, our uh, soft diplomacy, uh, we've been doing a lot uh, and for many years, but we have, none, we have not been talking a lot about it, and we don't uh, try, we didn't uh, use it as a tool to capitalize on it and to use it as a leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe uh, the moment is right to, to leverage in this and to show the world it, uh, how much we have been contributing to, to in, uh, in many areas in the world, in many different areas. Uh, so this is only an, a, a humble example, uh, Sheikh Zayed Center, but it's a humble example, but, uh, but the value and what has been doing for many years from the early 90s, uh, that's uh, certainly uh, something to talk about. Speaking uh, of Sheikh Zayed, Allah uh, this is his year. It's the year of Zayed. Um, and we're also hitting another big milestone in Expo 2020. I just want to know how has the year of Zayed uh, affected the foreign policy in each of the countries? Uh, and then also looking forward, we're talking about a million people at the pavilion. We're expecting many millions to come to Dubai for Expo 2020. How does uh, these two milestones uh, affect the foreign policy? Sheikh Zayed, Allah Yarhama, he, he is part of our life, and, uh, and, and he created a foundation of what you could call uh, a soft diplomacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and and certainly the, this year uh, yes we call it a Sheikh Zayed year because it's a uh, coinciding during uh, of his uh, 100th uh, birthday but the reality of the fact every day every year is a Sheikh Zayed year this is this is the fact he is the founding president of this country and uh, and uh, the the framework and the approach and the, and and the activities and the diplomacy of the UAE uh, constructed and built by that foundation, very strong foundation, what you could call soft diplomacy. It's not a, a hard diplomacy. It's not conflicting or rational diplomacy. It's a soft diplomacy where you approach situations and uh, or issues in very soft manners where it could be tackled in very constructive way and built in a mutual interest. And this is this is this is uh, something w- what I feel we have grown up and is part of our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. It is not something a new phenomena. Well, uh, <clears throat> I also wanted to add: if we look at the uh, year of Zayed, uh, we, we, we look at the different platforms that has been laid down from day one. Our founder, the late Sheikh Zayed, uh, had a long vision. And this vision, I think it was carried by the current leadership of the United Arab Emirates. If we look at our, uh, the the last cabinet that has been uh, appointed, we see uh, new postings in terms of tolerance, not only tolerance, but acceptance Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, future, Uh, in terms of artificial intelligence. Those are different platforms that is based on the original platform Mm -hmm. that was was put and laid uh, by the late Sheikh Zayed. Now, having said that, the year of Zayed, 2018, there are many different platforms, whether we talk about art, whether we talk about culture, whether we talk about uh, humanitarian aid, whether we talk about the different aspects of soft diplomacy. Even you, you, you talked about the Expo 2020. Expo 2020 main theme is connecting minds, creating future. That by itself, connecting minds, tells you a lot of things about soft power and soft diplomacy. Creating the future, we create the future. His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum mentioned and he said that <clears throat> we, don't, we don't wait for, this, for our future to be made. We make our own future. So therefore, that is a big, huge responsibility uh, on us to reflect that to do in <clears throat> internationally and specifically, of course, for all of us in each country, wherever, wherever we are posted. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Germany, as, as a, it has a very rich, old culture, diversified culture as well. About a month ago, I was in Hamburg University. Basically, I had a presentation to the, to, to the students about uh, 45 years of progress mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, now, sir, I was in a building which is 450 years old, and here I am talking about 45 years old. And I'm trying to explain to, to, to college uh, students, or even to the to older generation, even politician, media, etc., what has happened in 45 years, that's by itself is the story of Sheikh Zayed. 
Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed always referred to something that he said before the Tihad, for every two kids born, one child will not make it through the first year. For every three <coughs> women given birth, one will die, given birth to her, to, her, to her child. And look where we are today. And look what the progress we've been done. We look at it, one of the German friends told me that it looks like you have compressed about five generations in one. Now that by itself, you're looking at it today, it shows us how blessed having a, a visionary leader uh, and, and then the continuation with the same vision as we see it today, uh, that's the story. It's the story where we have started and the story where we are right now and our ambition for tomorrow. And as uh, Ambassador Al-Banna have, have, have said, we don't wait for the future. We make it. And moving towards the future, there's a huge challenge facing not only the UAE, but the region as a whole, combating extremism and terrorism. <coughs> that takes a global effort. Each of the countries, not only the Arab world, but Europe and China and India have been the scenes of horrific terrorist attacks. So I want to know, what are you doing? Uh, is there cooperation going on between Germany and the UAE? Uh, same with uh, China and India. So yes. if you'd like. Um, fighting extremism, which is the path to, ex uh, to terrorism, is that's where the UAE, I believe, uh, excel the most. Mm -hmm. That's where a file that globally have become known, UAE known for this file, that <coughs> it is, if you really want to do uh, uh, you know, a certain plan how to fight terrorism and extremism, then you got to look at the UAE model. And that's what we're trying to do. There was several meetings from Hidayah Center. Hidayah is the center for fighting extreme terrorism, uh, uh, violent extremism. Uh, also, we have uh, Dr. Ali Naimi, uh, who comes and talk about how, what, what are we doing to, to fight um, uh, terrorism and extremism. Uh, Sawab as well, uh, they come to, to, uh, to Germany to, to you know, show their, uh, what they have done, you know, fighting extremism mm -hmm. uh, idea and ideology <laughs> on social media. Germany needs, I would say, in a way, it would can it can benefit from from our uh, what we have done in the field of terrorism. There is no religion for 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 terrorism, but today the message that goes through the German mosques is very dangerous, and th they need to watch for it. Mm. I'll give you a fact, and it was said by His Highness Sheikh Abdullah, and it's not in Germany; it's in another country, in in uh, in uh, in the EU, that. 70% of the people of that European country who, who went to fight with Daesh, they were not even born Muslim. They were converted to Islam. So think about it. Somebody who doesn't know anything about Islam, he's not even a Muslim, got converted to Islam, go to mosques in Europe, then converted, uh, then, then, then he goes against the system, and basically, you know, try to fight uh, the system, they always play on the fact that whatever you do, you will not be integrated in a European society. And, you know, it keeps add on from there. 
I build on what uh, Ambassador Al-Ali uh, talked about. Islam has been hijacked by a group of people, by a group of lunatics, and uh, which led to what we call extremists, which led automatically to violent and violence uh, actions. And uh, that by itself is, has to be clear to the world. Islam has been hijacked. Extremists eventually led to the violent uh, groups and organizations. Now, looking at this in the process of our bilateral uh, arrangements between UAE and whether India or China or Germany, <clears throat> and specifically I speak about India now here, we have signed uh, an agreement into uh, cooperating and dissemination of information of those uh, organizations, of those terrorist uh, organizations, of those organizations that try to recruit mm -hmm. illegally people by putting the wrong message into their mind. And that's why Ambassador Ali mentioned the platforms. Hidayah is a platform. Yeah. Uh, Sawab is a platform, and we are looking at expanding this to actually reach to all members of the society to explain to them that extremism leads to the violence and act of violence. Well, I hope uh, all of you the prosperity. I wish you all the best, and I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you. you. Pleasure. Thank you. I'd like to thank again their excellencies Ali Ahmed, the UAE ambassador to Germany, Dr. Ahmed Al-Banna, the UAE ambassador to India, and Dr. Ali Al-Zahiri, the UAE ambassador to China, for joining us on this special edition of Beyond the Headlines. I'd also like to thank our producer, Kevin Jeffers. You can find this and all the other national podcasts such as Extra Time and Business Extra on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. I've been your host, Nasr Al-Wesmi. Thank you for listening and goodbye.